Welcome to the BeastNet Podcast, proudly presented by the Beast Obstacle Course Racers and sponsored by GH Unders Performance Base Layers. Here we discuss all things athleticism to obstacle course racing, endurance to nutrition, our team, and more. Welcome to BeastNet. All right, this is Mike here, you know, with BeastNet. We're here with Janelle and Adam, and we're going to talk about ghosts. Um, it just happened about two weeks ago, and... I want to just kind of get an idea on what happened. I mean, we talked to Ted a little bit about this, but um, yeah. How are you guys doing? Good, man. I'm doing good. Good. Doing good. Good. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about ghosts. I mean, we talked about it a little bit here and there before it happened, just kind of little hints of what it was going to be. And now that it's happened, I mean, let me know what it, what it was. Well, ghost is um, it's something that I've been working on for a while. And I think this this first one really showed uh, a lot of promise and gave mm-hmm. us some really good foundations to build upon and some areas to, you know, fine-tune and balance a little bit. But, uh, you know, it, it, it was good enough that we're already slated for 2019 and we have, you know, maybe an approximate-ish, yeah, approximate-ish, there you go, you like that, mm-hmm. uh, date um, for late winter, early spring, kind of that. April time frame um, yeah. we're gonna do it again. so what makes it a little bit different is it's a semi-open sandbox um, there's no there's no cuts of any kind um, infractions are given to you for the most part by the other team okay um, and, and it is a, it's a team versus team kind of like a, an amazing race or survivor where you have different elements that you need to overcome or resources you need to gain to get to the next level uh etc so so kind of that all night plus you know a little bit of endurance sport and so there's some OCR mixed into that as well um, yeah so, so it's kind of this I don't, I don't want to say hodgepodge but a lot of different elements in there where um you know it's okay to ask questions it's okay to you know make your own decision uh providing in for the most part, the entire night's tasks up front or, you know, kind of in a, I don't want to say belt fed, but a mostly open um, succession. Uh, I think probably that was one of the coolest things that we did um, from a, the standpoint of the event flow. So Ghost was about 14 hours and we had, you know, a good dozen-ish people there plus another, you know, five to six that were helping out in different capacities. Yeah, uh, you know the first couple hours were a little, a little funky as we were getting established as to you know breaking out into teams and finding that team's energy. But I think that the part that most of the people were struggling with was it was open, so it wasn't necessarily where you know people were almost expecting me to turn around the corner and start you know yelling at them to do a thousand burpees and you know breaking their faces or what have you. Yeah, maybe I just maybe I gave off that persona at times, but uh, <laughs> you know I think that was kind of the the first struggle for a few hours and then when they uh we had four main missions and then a good five six five mission there were a couple of things that weren't on paper too that that were always a part of it we just wanted to see how folks interacted but uh as the teens kind of got adjusted to each other um and started working against each other um you know they had to get their fires going. They had to build shelter at their base, you know, and it was just pouring most of the night too. So getting that shelter up and those fires up was a struggle. Yeah. Um, 
but definitely advantageous was they had because they had you know a dry place they had a place that was a little bit warm right and it, it wasn't cold either or i mean it wasn't warm either i mean gosh it was i think the high for the night was like 31 so you know that plus just stopping rain and it had been raining for days prior so a lot of the places on like the back trails most of the topsoil was eroded and it was just like hard clay underneath so trying to get you know traction was a different animal so um as the night went through, there was one mission where it was a little bit more difficult. And due to, you know, kind of the size of our teams, our, our teams had to discover that, you know, with self-discovery that they needed to work together to complete that task. And it was, it was a pretty tough task. It was two 1,200-pound logs that they needed to move a quarter mile uphill and then downhill. Oh, yeah. Ted was uh, talking about how amazing that was. It was tough. Ted loved that one. <laughs> I mean, they're using come-alongs and pulleys and, uh, you know, several other, you know, very traditional, you know, hand-logging tools, essentially. That's yeah. what they were doing. So, good news is, you know, we're just adding skills to the resume builder. But oh, yeah. um, then after that, you know, it was, there was, there was a, it was cold. And, you know, people were struggling to, you know, uh, gosh, there's that one point where we had one log in. And there was another log that was just inches away from being done. And that part took forever. It was just, it was stuck. Then we had to get it up. Then we had to move it. And, you know, it was in an area where there was limited working space. And we finally got it done after, you know, probably what took a little bit too long. But you could tell that it was at 3 to 4 a.m. time. People were cold. That's when they were starting to really feel it. And it was just, that was probably the roughest time of the whole night. But they came through together, got it done. And then went back to immediate team versus team function the last four hours of it. And it was just, yeah, I was, I'm really excited. So yeah, long story short, I know I'm ranting, but, um, I think it's exactly what we needed. Uh, there's a lot of praise. I mean, everyone was sitting around a a fire smiles and talking about it afterwards. Um, and just reminiscing. And it was really cool to see that after an event, which, you know, you just don't normally see something like that, but really meant to be, the kind of antithesis of a lot of endurance sport out there where it's, you know, kind of not necessarily, I won't won't say complete nepotism, but there's, there's a flair of elitism or, Oh, I did this and you're going to do this, but it's okay. You could do it if you do this, but Oh, it looks like you didn't make it. So we're going to cut you. There's definitely sports out there that are, you know, that's enjoyable, but it feels like there's a lot of that right now. So it was really written in a way where anybody could complete it, but it has to be extremely team based. So, I don't know, maybe Janelle might have another thought, and she's not just saying that because she's my girlfriend, maybe she hates me, but, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that was kind of the idea behind it. I'm really, really excited uh, to head back to the same area and uh, do it again this next year. Yeah, and from what I heard from Ted, I mean, it, it's it's one of those things, I think we're all sick individuals, because I mean, I'm like, you know, I'm not big on the endurance, but that does sound like fun to me, That you know, what you guys were doing, I mean... That's what makes me sick, I think, is the fact that it does sound fun to me. Um, and, and that's what I like about it is everything I'm hearing is it's not like some of the other ones, like you said, the elitist kind of thing. And it's not, I don't know if elitist is the right word, but, you know, you know, it's just I, you know, you, you, you're you get cut or you can't make it or, you know, I mean, the four hour hurricane heats, you know, for some of those, it, it's you can't get cut. But some of the bigger ones I've never done because. I have that worry that I'm going to get cut. I, I don't want to be that guy that held back my team and got cut. I, I don't, you know, and that's what I kind of like about, you know, what you're talking with the ghosts is 
there isn't that chance, you know, that I'm going to get cut from it because I, I'm not in the right shape. I'm not whatever. Um, and I like that. Well, yeah, and there's definitely, you know, it's not going to be all walking apart kind of stuff. But part of it is just like, hey, let's do something tough. But let's do it together as friends and get each other through it. And uh, I think that part, I think that really started to resonate. I mean, there's other, there's other events out there. There's, you know, some big companies that run other things that are similar to that. But, you know, for them, it's just the ones that you go downtown and go to PT and we'll go together. Yeah. Then there's you know other series out there that have their own spins on it, and there's there's greatness in a lot of them. So I just think there's a there's a gap, and where you know I think there's a lot of uh, how do I put this? I think that there's a certain attitude throughout a lot of the big orgs out there, where it is you know how can we make this tougher or more elitist, or you know how can we make this you know not necessarily a just a more worthwhile event, but um, things like I don't know, pass-fail rate, yeah. that becomes an issue that, you know, something that people brag about, that's a little concerning for me. Uh, you know, this is so hard that only this amount of people got through here and we're okay to, you know, get zero. Like, that concerns me because that, you know, if you want to be the toughest guy in the room, that's fine, but I, that's not for everybody, right? No. I think, uh, you know, we got to get back to the basics. Let's do something tough, but fun. And see, that's what I, I, what I want. I mean, because, I mean, I'm, you know... Not to sound bad, I'm a little older, I'm not in the greatest shape, and, you know, I'm working on fixing the, the, the shape part, but I, I can't fix the old part. <laughs> um, and, and I want to be able to do events, and the ghost sounds like one that I could do and enjoy it, but not have that whole, you know, I don't like the ones that, you know, pretty much it's like, okay, only 10% are going to finish. I'm like, cool, well, I don't want to be part of that 90%, so I'm not signing up. Does that make sense? Totally. You know, I don't want, I mean, failure is, you know, like Yoda says, you know, the greatest teacher failure is, but sometimes it's not. Um, in some of those situations, it's just, it's futility. I mean, you, you go and you do it and then you just feel like crap because I couldn't finish this, even though really, if you look at it, you were never meant to. Does that make sense? Yeah. And, and that's what I like about ghosts is, I mean, it, it's made so that you're going to be challenged. You're, you're not going to be like, well, that was easy. You're going to be challenged, but you can do it. And that's what I, I like that idea. Thanks, Yeah. Yeah, if I, if I can jump in for a second, I, I think that that's probably one of the top things I really loved about Ghost is, you know, um, a lot of these events are so focused on physical fitness and the ability to just kind of shut your mouth and follow directions. Um, and Ghost wasn't like that. I mean, yes, there were... It was physical as heck. I mean, I think everybody who woke up the next morning could attest that their body hurt in all sorts of ways. <laughs> but, um, you know, it, uh, it was an event where you really got to go out there and see, you know, all of your tools in your toolbox. Are you a good leader? Are you a good organizer? Are you a good encourager? You know, can you think quickly on your feet? Um, can you come up with questions that really help the mission? I mean, it wasn't just about physical fitness. That was that was just one small percentage of the entire event. Um, so it was really cool to see people. You know, there were people who were very physically fit and strong and were doing, you know, that portion of a mission. And then you had other people that were, you know, better at leading or better at coming up with a plan or better at making sure that their teammates were okay and keeping everyone together. So... 
you know, the cool thing with Ghost is that you don't have to be that, you know, elite athlete in order to come out, do your best, challenge yourself, and have an absolute amazing time seeing what you're good at and also seeing, you know, maybe the areas that you need to work on or, or finding, you know, I think a couple of people even found areas that they had no idea they were good at something and they left saying, wow, I didn't know I could do that or I didn't know I had that in, in me until I'm out in the mud and the freezing cold rain at three in the morning and it just came <laughs> out. You know? Yeah. Well, that's one thing that's awesome is, I mean, you get to find things that you're not, you don't know you're good at because you've never had to do them. You know, it right. puts you in that situation. And I mean, it yeah. really... Because I'm a nerd, it makes me think of, you know, back when I used to play a lot of video games, like War, Ghost Recon, actually. Um, I was on a team. Oh, yeah. that I'm old school. Like, I'm talking like original Ghost Recon. But uh, when I used to play that, uh, it was one of those things. We, my, The team I was on, we became number one in the world. But if you took us apart, none of us were that good. We, we were okay. We were decent players. But none of us were really good players. But as a team, we all had those a skill set that complemented each other. So, and that's what it sounds like, you know, with ghosts. I mean, you're going to find those skill sets that, you know, alone, you know, the team may not be great at any one thing, but you put everyone together and all of a sudden you've got the best, you know, the best in the world just because everyone complements each other's skill sets. Exactly. So, and that's what... Yeah, I think that's the draw to some to an event like Ghost is that a lot of these other events kind of um, scare people away because they're not individually this elite athlete, right? Like yeah. you go to so many events and you're focused on, you know, what am I good at and what am I weak at and is that weakness going to get me cut or is it going to make me last place or, you know what I mean? Yes. And with Ghost, it wasn't like that. It was you know, what am I good at? What can I offer? And in that moment when it's needed, you, you just know, you know, um, but your weaknesses, you weren't, you weren't focused on that and they weren't making you feel like you, you weren't a valuable member of the team. It was more like, okay, who is good at this? And let's let them lead for a bit or let's let them, you know, follow their idea. And so it was really a, an event where, I feel like um, just about anybody could come, you know, regardless of physical fitness or whether they've done an event before. It it really just encompassed everyone, and I think anyone could go and just be amazed at at their ability and find out that they can do so much more than they ever thought they could. And see, yeah, that's what's awesome. I love that. Um, yeah, I love that, and that's one of the things that I think I, I'm mad at myself now for not going. You know, and, and part of the reason I didn't was, I think, and that's one of the reasons I wanted to do this episode was really to talk to people so they can figure out that really like my fear of not going is a complete opposite of what it was. Um, you know, my fear was exactly what it's been with other events is that, you know, why I won't do a 12 hour because I don't think I'm physically ready for a, for one. But like Ghost, I could have gone and probably, you know, unbeknownst to me, I, I might have been a huge help to one of the teams, you know, and I think, you know, by doing this episode, we could really get people to understand that, you know, next year when this comes around, sign up. Don't don't question yourself. Just do it. Um, yeah. So I, I guess the thing I want to iterate here is, is I, I don't want to sound ungrateful for a lot of the other events put on by a lot of the 
folks out there. There's there's a lot of greatness in there, and I think you know, it's mentioned earlier that you know failure is the greatest teacher. I think in a lot of applications in life, with a great attitude, it really can be. Um, and I you know I get why there's that kind of emphasis around there. You know where let's bring do something hard, and you know let's figure out where maybe we can train better, or you know become smarter, faster. Harder. Like that's a great format, and I, and I I personally enjoy that. And we'll continue doing events like that. We have a few events like that, like yeah. Beastbreaker Top. It's called Beastbreaker for a reason. And, you know, we're going to do a third one this year. But um, for Ghost, I, I think you hit the nail on the head. It was something where how do we enable people that have traditionally maybe not even looked at this format of events or this type of event, and how do we enable them and empower them to feel like, yes, I can. Um and, you know, granted, it might not necessarily be the same thing as some of the others out there, but how do we build up people in the way that maybe we haven't before? And I think that was really exciting. There are definitely some first-timers there that they've done nothing like that before, um, and the feedback was really great. Yeah. Uh, and, and specifically, the resounding feedback was more. Let's do more of this. Let's refine this. Let's get this fine-tuned, and let's do even more. Um, so... That's awesome. I can't promise there's going to be two more 1,200-pound logs next year, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it's going to be fun. Well, and the one thing is, too, is I think an event like this can be a, you know, I don't know what the right word is. I mean, I don't know if it's a gateway or, you know, uh, a, ju- a, a start for somebody. You know, someone who maybe like me who is like, ah, I'm not ready for a 12-hour. You know, I'm not ready to do this. I'm not ready for an event like that. Could possibly, you know, do the ghost and then be like, well, I did a, the ghost. I had a blast. Um, maybe I am, maybe I am ready for this. Or maybe now I know what I need to work on and train so that I can be ready for a 12 hour. I mean, it could be a good stepping stone for someone to move on to some of those harder events. And, yeah. you know, I, I think that's what's great is, you know, the ghost. And then, you know, like I said, we have Beast Breaker. I mean, other stuff. There's a lot of stuff that, you know, the, the beasts are doing to help people get better and, and move towards those goals that, you know, we never, they may never have thought they could have done. Yeah. So, cause I know this year, I think I, I need to do, I need to do an endurance event as something this year. This last year, 2017 is the first year I didn't, I haven't done one. So I need to do one in 2018. The beast of game. <laughs> yeah. Oh That's yeah. I've thought about that one. I don't know yet. I need to do one of them, but I'm not sure which one it's going to be yet. A lot of it depends on where I'm at because the I'm doing Hawaii again this year, so I got to kind of plan around that. So, but yeah, no, it's going to be it's going to be a good year, I think. And I think you know stuff like you know ghosts and stuff like that is just the the start to I think how the beasts are going to help everyone get better. So I, I do have uh, one thing that I to say here and i think you'll appreciate it especially mike and maybe janelle not so much um <laughs> so it's it's a super interesting dynamic you know i think everybody knows janelle's my girlfriend I love she is oh. yeah, she is what what um and she has a passion for these kind of events too and she's she's always there um i think maybe some folks think that maybe i go easy on her um it's definitely the opposite <laughs> and I think that came to a head at Ghost, and it was, uh, I don't know if she tells the story better or I tell the story better. I think we tell it differently, actually. <laughs> I tell it the right way. <laughs> oh. um, See, now we got to hear it from both sides, because, yeah. <laughs> I 
So, gosh, I think the last few events, um, I definitely, uh, just to make sure, you know, that there's, you know, no nepotism or anything like that, maybe give, give her a few extra things that are, you know, semi-horrible <laughs> to, to uh, go through. Yeah. And, uh, gosh, this one, you know, I don't, I don't know what the issue was. I mean, I was a saint all night. I was extremely helpful. I had, uh, you know, derived, you know, answers out of nowhere to, you know, kind of help people out. And uh, there was this mission where they had to go and, you know, fill these buckets and, you know, a certain amount per team member. And then they had to dump them out and go get them again from a different water source. And it really wasn't that difficult, but it was more, how did you approach it? Yeah. Um, pretty simple, but uh, she had this crazy look in her eye, like, the whole time. And, I, you know, I could tell I was getting to her a little bit. And when I told her to dump it out, that's when it, like, that's when the crazy came out. <laughs> and uh, she's like, you want me to dump this, this bucket out? And I was like, yeah, dump it out. And then, like, I turned around for, like, half a second and then just bucket of water all over my head. <laughs> uh, I don't blame her. I mean, I guess I would have dumped the bucket of water on myself, too. No. I mean, she I was, said to, you said to dump it out. You didn't say where. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I didn't say where. So I guess I had that coming, you know, interpretive, right? Yeah. Um, so I, I kindly let her know that her team could, you know, go play in the water some extra for that. Go submerge and do some groupies <laughs> just to make sure that they felt good, too. But, um, <laughs> so, you know, I was, I just want to make sure everybody knows that I was a saint. I, I did nothing wrong. And that, you know, I made sure that, you know, she had extra goodies, too. Yeah. So I want to hear Janelle's side of this story. <laughs> uh my problem might be just slightly different. Um, no, but it, I mean, he does have a good point. You know, I I definitely uh, would not want people to think that I, I get it easy being his girlfriend. Um, I now have a, a deep fear of little black leather-bound books because well, whenever he gets an idea for an event, his eyes sparkle, this really evil sparkle, and he whips out that book, and I'm like, oh, God, what, what, what are we doing, you know? Um, but he does give me a hard time and, and he does make me work hard. And, you know, I really, truly, I wouldn't love it. If you're wondering, they're moleskin, 1295, Target. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, Yeah. I I have notebooks Uh, all over for my comedy stuff. So, but yeah. 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 Same thing. Just, you know, masochist. But but (laughs) mine are all like some theme. I've got a Deadpool. I've got one that's a furry, like a Wookiee. I've got this. Yeah. I'm a nerd. (laughs) There you go. <laughs> yeah, I think it's funny that some women are, you know, afraid of their men's little black books, and and my fear is a completely different type. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So I mean, I wouldn't have it any other way. I I would I probably would be severely disappointed if he was easy on me. But uh, there was definitely a few points in the night when he made it clear that you know I wasn't getting any special treatment, and if anything else, I was getting a little more of Adam's special flair (laughs) and uh yeah at that point it just i i was struggling and you know on a side note ghost was difficult for me i don't want anyone to think that because we this event was approachable for everyone that that means it's easy it definitely was not easy it was it was tough um and even a seasoned endurance person who loves you know i love being yelled at i love being told what to do and put through pt and put in the mud I don't know why, I guess something's wrong with me too, but, um, you know, I showed up at this event 
having no idea what to expect. And, and it was still difficult for me because it was completely different. Um, I definitely am not one. I struggle asking questions and maybe that's, you know, the more militant style that I'm used to. So to have this open forum where we were encouraged to ask questions on how to complete missions and how to do things and make sure we were clear, that was a struggle for me. And when it came to the buckets, I just, you know, it seemed so simple to me, like go fill your buckets. Like how else can we interpret this? Let's just go do it. And, uh, I could tell Adam wanted me to think a little differently and he wanted me to ask questions and get out of my comfort zone. And, and so he was, as we say, poking the dog a little bit. And, uh, yeah, at that point when I was ready, you know, I thought the mission was done and he was like, all right, now dump it out and do it again. Uh, I was like, excuse me, you know, just to make sure I heard him correctly. And I, I got that look like dump it out and do it again. And I was like, oh man. And, uh, it's funny. There's like the little evil me inside. And then there's the nice me outside. And that little evil me inside was like, he's getting this bucket. I'm dumping it on his head. And the nice me was like, don't you dare, you know, what's going to happen. And all of a sudden I kind of surprised myself and I just saw that bucket being dumped on him. And I was like, wow, this is, this is going to suck. You know, I knew, I knew that there was going to be punishment and I still did it. But, um, the look on his face when that water came on, uh, it was priceless. And I think I would do it again. But, uh, immediately I was like, okay, you know, what's, what's the punishment going to be? And, he said, go down and get in that little lake and you're going to do a submerge and you're going to do 20 hydro burpees. And I thought it would just be me. And it turned out it was my whole team. So the walk down there was, uh, yeah, my team was not happy with me. And poor I Renee, so. I, I owe Renee like some cookies or something. I think she wanted to kill me. She was like, Janelle, why did you do that? You knew what was going to happen. <laughs> uh, I don't think I've ever seen her so mad. <laughs> <laughs> But, um, yeah, we went down to that water and it, you know, it was freezing cold, but, uh, it was worth every cold second in that water just to, I don't know, I guess just to see his surprise. Um, but it definitely brought a a different turn of, uh, energy to the night. (laughs) Oh, I bet. Yeah. So, so far we've learned that Janelle likes punishment. I'm not sure I needed to know that, but it's okay. (laughs) Yeah, I, I mean, if you didn't know that already, then yeah, you I probably didn't. don't know me very well. But. No, I already did. But uh, <laughs> so, so you said the the ghost. I mean, like I said, when I talked to to uh, Ted, you know, last week, he was he talked about the the logs and all of that stuff, and that it was a cold, wet night, but it was great. Um, yeah. So, what what more can we expect? So that's a good question. Um, right now, um, kind of the big. So there's a term that's that's used out there, and it's definitely you know military. It's AAR, right? So after action review, yeah. And, I, and I've you know after you know a lot of friends and family that you know I have some branches of military, and that that stuck with me for a long time. So we're kind of in that phrase where we're talking to different areas, different people, and seeing you know what they thought went well, what they'd like to see, what challenges that they'd like to be you know expanded. Because really, it's kind of an open forum. Is you know, we want it to be successful. We want it to be fun, but we want it to be fun and successful for everybody there. Yeah. Um, and you know, get people leaving challenged, but uh, united in a new way. So uh, I think right now it's fine tuned. We'll probably have a date by the end of next month. It sounds like 
uh, which is awesome, right? That's kind of the motion that we want to get to is having, you know, most of our, most of our events, if you look kind of like the evolution of BSOCR events and Beast Endurance events, it used to be something like, hey, you know, when we first started, hey, who wants to do something tomorrow night? And then that was like, what, 2015, uh, early 16, when we kind of started testing this out. And then, you know, mid to late 2016, it was like, hey, in a month and a half, who wants to do something? And that motion changed a little bit in 2017, where, you know, some of those events were let out by four, five, six months. Um, going forward, you're, uh, you know, aside from the first maybe two events this year, you're going to see a lead time of, you know, six to six months to 12 months. Yeah. And the, and the idea is, you know, help people schedule and what have you. But because let's be real, all of us have an Excel or a scribbled note somewhere that says what we're doing and what we're not doing. Yeah. A little black book. Uh, a little black book. Uh, so specifically, there's there's a couple things that I, I do want to bring up that are really fun elements that, um, you know, maybe all of them weren't capitalized to different degrees, but added a fun, a fun flair. So one of the things that they had to do, so there's two bases, there's a fire base. So the fire base, um, as we're, it was a supportive base, there's resources for it. To gain access to it, to gain those resources, they had to pay to do different things. You know, they, they had to do different tasks, whether they're silly or obnoxious, to get in the fire base and get resources. Most of those resources in there were to help them keep their fire alive all night, um, especially with their base of operations. It's just mm-hmm. something that um, they want to stay warm. They want to stay dry. They want to have a place where, they, you know, if they're not next to their gear, that maybe they could leave their gear there, you know, or some of their gear there to help, you know, keep it a little bit dry, right? Because, like I said, it was raining for almost the whole night, and it was cold. So, you know, even if you properly layer, if you have other stuff, you know, change of clothes, it can be tough after a while. That'll really weigh down. Yeah. So I think, you know, maybe some fine tuning of that system mm-hmm. is, is probably one of the big ones I'm looking at. And then the stealing system. So, um, I thought it was really fun the way it was set up and, you know, we only had one steal the whole night, which I, I was genuinely surprised at. Um, so how we worked out the steel system this time is, you know, how do you make it fun, but tough, but awkward and exciting at the same time? So there's a dance that I said was optional to learn the sheet water dance, the traditional German dance where you, uh, you basically, you know, slap your knees and hop around. Yeah. It's it's obnoxious and awesome at the same time. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculously <laughs> cool. Um, <laughs> and so, you know, to steal something from somebody's base, you, know, you had a chance to go steal one resource. And that could be anything. There was no, there was no rules about what, you know, you could steal, that could steal. So if they had a log, you know, a fire going, you could steal a log from their fire. If they had a tarp or a tool that they had earned or found or, you know, other resources, you know, steal it. That's a big deal, right? Because A, you know, you're taking something from them and then B, you know, it's a direct advantage for you, right? So how we did it was, uh, you know, if you wanted to steal something from them, uh, you and a partner had to go dance in front of their base for 30 seconds. Uh, and you had, well, count me out loud. And that sounds ridiculous, and it is, and it was fun. Mm-hmm. But it also gave the other team, even if they weren't at their base, a chance for a bottle. So, like, let's say they found out, like, they heard you in an all-around and count to 30. Um, they gave them a chance to get back to their base, and then it would be a dance-off. And so whoever gave up first lose, and then that's it. And it sounds ridiculous, but it was way cool, and people loved that idea. They, they really liked the idea, like, you know, I could go and do this or what have you. And the one steal was a little bit sneaky because <laughs> one team wasn't anywhere near their base and they went and did it. Um, it was awesome. And I don't even think the other 
team knew that they had something stolen from Yeah. But um, it was a totally different element. Uh, you know, I think we've got some refined tuning revisions there to go into 2019, but it was a fun way to, I don't want to say debilitate the other team, but, you know, one thing that we'll see going probably in the next year is, you know, if you lose a resource to it, it'll probably come with a certain traction or, you know, a, uh, I want to say disability, but, you know, maybe an encouragement factor, we'll call it that, mm-hmm. uh, that, you know, you and your team would have to do for either X amount of time or what have you. And the idea is, you know, not just make it a little bit more challenging, but that way, you know, if you could pull off steel, then it's a little bit more detrimental than, you know, okay, if you have a fire going with 85 big logs and you're missing one, then, you know, you'll be moved. Yeah. Hmm. That's kind of cool. I mean, that, those kind of ideas, I mean, yeah. Uh, I, like I said, I, I'm still mad at myself for not going. I really think I should have. Um, hey, all good. And, all good. well, it's one of those things, like I said, I think it was, I, I understood when we talked before about the whole team, you know, but I kept thinking, you know, because, well, I'm just that kind of person, I guess. I kept thinking that the whole team thing was more going to be like, I could be a detriment to my team and that's what I was worried about. And that's my own fault for thinking that way. But, you know, but really listening to you and Janelle talk about it, it it sounds like, I mean, it would almost be pretty much, I mean, not impossible, but it would be difficult for someone to really be a detriment to their team as long as they tried, you know what I mean? As long as you were making an effort and trying, you would be, you know, a help to your team. So, I mean, it just, yeah, I don't. It doesn't sound like there's really that easy to be a detriment. So it's something I should have done, and I'm kind of mad at myself for not doing. Um, but I, I think I'm going to definitely look into doing it next year. So I love it. Yeah, yeah, I don't. I don't think that you're the only one, Mike. Like the people that I've talked to, that their their fear to stem from one of two things. One was either, like you said, being afraid of not being, you know, the biggest, baddest, strongest person, and actually you know, hurting a team or their other fear was, you know, I've never done something in the middle of the night in the pouring rain in January when it's cold and I have no idea how to prepare for that. Yeah. Um, and I think what people, at least the message that I am trying to kind of instill in people is that everybody has so much to offer and they, they only focus on that one little wedge of the pie that, that maybe they're weak at or that they, they perceive as their weakness that they're not good at. And they forget about the whole rest of that pie of all their strengths and all of their talents and their qualities um, that they can offer. And uh, I think they let that fear of, but I'm not perfect or I'm not good at this little thing. They let that outweigh the fact that I have a lot to offer a team, you know, in a situation like this. Um, and I do think that that fear of, you know, failing or or being, you know, found out that you're not good at something, it's a, it's a legitimate fear. And it's, you know, I'm not saying it's not there. But I think what's cool is the more you go out and do things and start seeing what you are good at and what you can do, um, that little wedge starts to become just, just that it's a little wedge of yourself that maybe you need improvement on, or, you know, it's just not your thing, yeah. but you start looking at all of the other pieces of what you can do and what you are good at and what you do bring to the team. And it becomes a lot more fun, um, and a lot more motivating, you know, uh, and as far as gear, as far as being prepared, <clears throat> um, you know, I, I've done 
a lot of things in the middle of the night on a dark stormy night and I've just kind of learned a system of how I layer, but uh, this was my actual first event of trying the GH unders, and I just had a top layer on um, under my G- my beast jersey, and then I had a raincoat. And uh, a couple of times, a couple of the other members were like, "You're crazy for only having you know these couple of layers." And uh, there was one part of the night where we weren't moving around a whole lot, trying to figure out those dang logs, and I started to shiver a bit, but. Um, I was really impressed with, you know, that I was mostly dry and mostly warm. Um, I probably could have used one more light layer over that GH unders just to kind of hold in a little bit more body heat. Yeah. But um, once you can find, you know, or, or even tap into people who do these things, talk to them, see what works for them. It really doesn't take a lot of fancy, expensive equipment. You're, you're not going to freeze to death. You just got to find something that you're comfortable in that you can move around in. And, uh, you know, I'm not trying to make a shameless plug for GH unders, but I was really impressed with how, how well I did, um, and how little I had to wear compared to, you know, some of my other events. So I think if we can knock out those two barriers, you know, don't be afraid that you have some some weakness everybody does right nobody's just perfect um so you know let that go a little bit and then just prepare yourself figure out what works go play in the rain a little bit try some different clothes and some gear Mm -hmm. and those are really the only two things that can make your night miserable you know if you focus on your weakness and you focus on how cold you are you're gonna hate it but if we can help you kind of get through that I really believe that every single person can show up to an event like this and just be amazed at how strong and how resilient and, you know, how awesome they can be really. That's awesome. I, I, yeah, I definitely need to do another one. Um, and I think actually we should take a quick 10 second break or a quick break. And speaking of GH unders do a, have a little commercial here. So let's take a quick break and go to our sponsor. Gray's Harbor Unders makes the performance-based layer clothing you want and need. Whether you work, hunt, hike, fish, run, or ride in the great outdoors, if you work up a sweat, Gray's Harbor Unders are for you because their unique dual-layer fabric removes moisture from your body and keeps your skin dry, even when the outer layer is completely wet. It's a base layer like no other. Get you some at ghunders.com. That's ghunders.com for the best performance-based layer you'll ever wear. All right, we're back from our sponsor. So, yeah, Janelle was talking about GH Under, so I figured we should probably let, you know, the commercial go. So, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. So, quick note on GH Unders. So, um, I've been seeing a lot of buzz lately on kind of like what they are and how they work. And they're not not a traditional base layer where, you know, it's compressive or it's just warmth or it's just, you know, cooling, uh, compressive. So, there's a few applicants, and so if, if worn correctly, sized correctly, it will be compressive. Um, it will, you know, in, in certain areas, it can be, right? Yeah. But it sits directly against your skin, and, and it's uh, two layers of fabric, and one literally, I don't want to say whisk, uh, wicking, because they'll kill me if I say wicking, but uh, <laughs> I want to say, I don't know if it evaporates or if it pulls a lot away, but essentially the, the inner layer is always dry. Yeah, um, and then the outer layer is where it, it sends the moisture. So there's, you can use it as a cooling garment, or you can use it as you know, in some areas, you know, a warming garment with uh, with proper layering. 
here's the, the interesting thing is um, th- it addresses something that I think we don't really look at too often or, you know, more than new. So there's great products out there like trail toads that, you know, help with your feet and definitely look into those. There's other things like compressive sleeves that you can wear on your, any of your, uh, your legs. And those are great for OCR. Um, yeah. I think where this comes in differently, something that's not being addressed is, is if you have, um, if you're wet and over time, it will, uh, it will, uh, it will directly affect your performance, right? So your skin yes. turn into a raisin. You can get sometimes rashes. You can get, you know, other ailments, you know, and, and chafing, right? Let's be real. What's, right. what's the biggest cause of chafing is the sweat, right? It gets in there and starts moving around. Like you keep moving. And then all of a sudden, you know, you feel like you rode a horse for 10 hours the day before or something like that, right? So I think that's uh, just something that, you know, in case people wonder why uh, we're stock supporters and they've, they've really supported us in a lot of our endeavors. You know, even before we were a team, uh, they support us, and they they originally built these out for for two reasons. Is the the founder of GH Unders used to do cross country road trips on his motorcycle. Yeah, so he needed something that could keep him dry for those long rides, right? And it sounds silly, you know, addressing underwear and dryness as adults, but like let's be real, like that's part of you know, being an athlete is how do you address those real things? And you know, the other side is too. So he he actually was a logger in those same area forests that we were for 14 years. And that was the biggest thing was his base layers and his underwear would never keep them dry. And then at the end of the day, you know, it day in and day out, you start talking multiple days of sensitivity because, you know, your skin was wet and sopping for hours. That can lead to some major problems. Um, yeah, so that's actually how they came up with it, you know, over time. And uh, no, they it's, I, I wish I could say they're paying me, but they're not to say this. <laughs> um, is uh, they, they really do a great job and they're super personal about it. And you know, I think you know, in OCR, especially the longer the race, uh, not just endurance, but especially the longer the race, you know, you're talking super beast. When you get in and out of the water multiple times, uh, you, you know, it starts to weigh on you, right? So oh, it does. Uh, I definitely had you know issues with stuff like that before and it's definitely changed the game for me. yeah and i need to get something good i mean that's one thing i mean a lot of people don't think about that i mean it's that's one thing you know i talked about when i was in hawaii the reason i didn't do this last year i did not do the sprint was because my feet were destroyed from going in and out of the water and i mean i was never i was never able to get dry um yeah. and it wasn't just my feet though i mean my feet was the main thing but it was like my whole body i mean i get you know you know i call it you know, fat man chafe, but it really isn't fat man chafe. Anybody gets it. It's just, you get that chafing, you get that other stuff because you're sweating, you're getting in and out of the water, you're soaked the whole time and it, it gets to you. And that's one of the big things was, you know, getting rid of the, you know, trying to figure that out for when I go back and attempt it again this year is I got to figure out how I'm going to make sure I don't have that, you know? I agree. So, yeah, I just want to make sure that, you know, I can make Hawaii happen this year because I, I am not. I'm doing all three races. Dang it! It kills me. I think that kind of offsets. You know, they're they're pretty durable. They're not super super cheap. You know, but they're not that expensive. Yeah, I think the durability kind of offsets some of that cost. Um, I've had mine, my full set. So I've had a few pieces, but I went and got a full set back in March of last year, and I've used it at every event since then. And they're, I mean, they're still like new. Um, 
And I've used them in short races like sprints. I've used them in long races. I've used them at the Hurricane E24 hour. Um, yeah, I'm a staff supporter. Sorry. I know we were talking about other stuff, but I figured <laughs> if we if we brought it up, we might as well talk about it for a second. Oh, yeah. No, I get it. I mean, yeah. I mean, they're one of our, you know, and Ben's great. And, I mean, they've been, you know, they've been around forever. I mean, they were part of, you know. Oh, with, your, uh... <laughs> that's my ringtone. Sorry. That was my phone. Um you know, they were part of, they, they were with Drew, you know, friends with Drew and part of helping Drew before the Beasts even exist. So, I mean, they've been around as long as Beasts have, so. Yeah. So, yeah. So. So, what, what else do you want to know about Ghost? Um, I don't know. You pretty much answered most of my questions, kind of what it was, what it was about, and when we might be able to see another one. Um, I, I think it's going to be awesome, you know, for when we get the next one in, what, 2019? Yeah. So, we're looking at. Like I said, late winter, early spring. Uh, long story short, is we also want to because that one's pretty unique. Uh, we want to get more uh, more people out there and feel like it's more approachable. And I think part of that is understanding that we have to remove barriers for it. I think you know if it's um, around that time, it's going to be you know some similar conditions, but in general, it's going to be a little bit warmer. Uh, in general, there's slightly less rainfall during that time frame. So I think you know we're going to open it up a little bit more. Plus, you know, people here in January outside all night, they're like, oh, gosh, no, March is like, oh, okay, it's March. <laughs> it's April, whatever, so, okay, it's a little more, a little more approachable. So, I think that's, so that's kind of the reasoning behind, you know, moving it a little bit later. Yeah, it pushes it out a couple months more for us, but I think it'll be worth it. I think we'll ultimately have more and more, I don't know, satisfied. Yeah. I mean, it'll be the best word for attendees. No, yeah, and I get that, that, you know, yeah, it's going to be one of those things that, yeah. It sounds bad, but really, that just pushing it back a couple months, people are going to be like, oh, it won't be that cold to be out all night, which it will be, but whatever. <laughs> uh, well, you know, perception's reality, right? Exactly. You know, it's, it, the good and the bad in that, and I think I think there's so many things that we just, I don't know, we have preconceived notions of, especially when it comes to doing things like outside, like, why, why would you go outside in January for more than five minutes? It's cold. Yeah. It's winter. You're, you're dumb. Um, <laughs> like let's be real. So I, I think part of it's just trying to help. I don't. I won't say defeat those preconceived notions, but you know, there's there's barriers everywhere. It's just what we do to overcome them. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Oh yeah. So I know we talked about ghosts quite a bit. What other, you know, just a quick. What other things can we be looking forward to within the beasts over the next, you know, the next few months? I, I know we'll probably end up having another kind of state of the union address here, you know, eventually me and you sit down and talk about what's coming up, but what quick things could you mention that are, are, are coming up that we got to look forward to? I know we've got the 5k plus that Brian's working on. Um, yeah, that's going together really nicely. I'm really excited about that. Yeah, that does sound awesome. And then we've got what Kim's working on the, the beast report, mm-hmm. which I think is really cool. Um, yeah. I mean, we got a lot of really cool things that, you know, I mean, People need to be looking for. I mean, the Beast Report. We got the five K, five K plus. Uh, the other Brian's working on what? It's a virtual, a virtual challenge, right? Yeah. So Brian, Brian May's a really cool guy. I've been around Beast for a very long time, um, and just wickedly smart dude. Um, and he's he's had a passion for you know things of the suck for a long time. Like he's been part of the Super Polar Plungers, yeah, uh, charity, and just lots of other really cool stuff. Um, and so we talked a little while ago about doing 
virtual challenges with beasts and you know that's something that i think we just need to do and, and not just because it's fun but i think it's a cool way to give back um in a lot of different areas and it's a fun way to help challenge ourselves right so part of our mission is you know engaging people uh is providing multi-engaged positive channels for personal and athletic growth yeah so you know it's just one more channel that people can use that whatever best fits them and, and meet them where they're at to uh and whatever they're comfortable with to help get them to that next level, right? So yeah, there's a few phases that and he's just got the biggest and coolest ideas, and I'm excited to see that really take off this year. Uh, the first one is the Beast Charity, Beast for a Cause. It's the charity one. Basically, you know, we want to see peace, beasts giving back to their community. Um, and, you know, there's some ways that are super easy that a lot of people do already, and there's a few that, you know, push you a little bit extra. Whether it's, you know, food bank, or doing a Rucks giving event, or, you know, whatever. There's just so many different ways give back to the community. I thought uh, there's a cool section on it about trail repairs, doing trail maintenance. Yeah. Throughout the Northwest, especially after some of the fires down in southern Washington, eastern Washington and northern Oregon. There's a lot of trails out there that just need they need time and attention. There's a lot of trail or work parties out there to get happen. So uh, you know, I think that's the first step. After that, you, I'm sure we're going to see, based off some of what we talked about, a few other different virtual challenges that would be um, fun and exciting. And, you know, obviously there's an honor system with some of that, right? We're not going to go out and, you know, police people. But, um, you know, I think for some people that's a very easy way where maybe, you know, in groups or in person, you know, or if there's travel involved, you know, there might be different things that make, you know, some events hard for people. So. Yeah, I think that's going to be the next step, especially because we have tons of members. So I was looking at our Insight breakout, you know, where our members are. And, you know, we have a ton of members across Washington. No secret, that's where the core of us are. Yeah. And then Northern Oregon, we've got a ton. But we we have a ton of folks in Montana and Idaho that just aren't getting, um, I don't want to say served or service, but just the attention that we want to get to them. So part of it's, you know, how do we... How do we establish ways that we can get there sooner than we can physically get there sooner? So I yeah. think this is going to be that first, that first real big step in that direction. That's good. I, I like that. So I got to talk to Brian. I mean, if I do a comedy show and like as a charity event, can that count? Uh, I'll let Brian be the call on that one, but that sounds good to me, man. If it's, <laughs> if it's given back in some way, I'm all for it. Oh yeah. <laughs> so. so there's there's that. Um, let's address some of the other ones. So she's uh, so part of the. Big 360 flip this year is with pro team ambassadors and kind yeah. of watching that. So I've spent probably way too much time <laughs> getting that spun up. But the idea is we, we've got some really great people that um, are helping lead the cause. And so the idea is get them the foundations, help get them what they need, and then have them ultimately run it. Right? So that's, you know, one more thing that is being driven by enthusiastic and, uh, you know, excited, passionate people that want to see great things happen for our team at different levels. Yeah. Um, so with that, uh, there's a couple things that you'll see with those team members specifically. So you'll see, obviously, five cable is going to be huge. Um, we're going to do, in late fall, a uh, piece combine. So think like NFL meets OCR with a little bit of peace and love. And there's been a couple of OCR combine-ish things out there, but they weren't really, I don't, I don't want to say push, but they, they really weren't given a lot of time and attention that I think they should. And I think it'd be a really fun way to engage people. Like, all right, let's see where we're at as far as like OCR skill size and let's exercise it a little bit. Um, and then the last one is uh, a protein workout that you'll see probably in March. That's good. Um, that I'm really excited about. 
Uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll be doing that. Uh, you'll see us expand pretty heavily into some of the Idaho team area and help really support those guys. Uh, probably in March, you'll see that. And we've been really trying to get that happen for you know some time. And I think we just haven't, um, haven't had the right resources to make it happen. Um, and, you know, we've got some really great partnerships over the, you know, the last several months. So we'll see that. Uh, you'll see a couple of ferals. Uh, one in Washington, one in Oregon. Um, we'll do one beast breaker and uh, one ghost. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be a good time. It sounds like it. No, that sounds like we've got a lot coming up. I mean, it's great to see the team growing like it is. I mean, I'm I'm definitely excited to be part of it and watch it all go. So, yeah. We'll keep your eyes open. Um, there's more to come. There is a strong possibility that in 2019 we'll have one more thing that uh, we'll kind of move some stuff around. And, you know, as, as you know, what's what people want to do becomes a big focus. We'll add some track events and what have you. There is a strong possibility that um, we will have our own true OCR on the books. Um, we've been partnering with a couple of different people and having some conversations as far as you know, obstacles being built and uh, been supplied with some really cool, um, some really cool stuff. So I don't want to get too far into that just now, but um, you know, having us build our own obstacles and supply them to races as well as you know some other local races, you might actually see some obstacles with our logo at it at existing local Pacific Northwest obstacle race racing. Oh, that's cool. Um, so. I think that's part of the next step in evolution is, you know, also supporting local ones. Um, yeah. And then, you know, we've got a couple other events. So I think, so uh, the L, we did a little bit of a miniature OCR course at a, a local elementary school. They invited us back to actually do uh, a sixth grade obstacle course race this year. So you'll see that in the summer. Um, yeah, lots of cool little things like that too. We're just out there, you know, with people, supporting them and meeting them where they're at. That's pretty cool. That'll be good. I mean, it's good. Like I said, it's good to see the team growing like it is. And I mean, yeah, that's awesome. Oh, and um, we'll, uh, you'll see it in the next couple of weeks. But we are finally like about to submit our 1023. Oh, that's good. That's really exciting. It's taken a long time to get there. Yeah, right on. All right. Well, I think we've we've covered quite a bit here. And we're hitting yeah. like an, an hour. So I think we oh, should... Yep. Cut it, you know, let it go and move on to the next episode next time and see what else we can get next time. So, I mean, it's been fun talking to both of you. I mean, it's great to hear ghosts, you know, how great it was. I mean, you had a lot of good help out there. I know that. And uh, a lot of good people, you know, Absolutely. that had a blast doing it. Um, yeah. And then we look forward to the rest of to doing it next year. I want to do it. Um, and yeah, we, it's good to hear of all the stuff that's coming up in the the beasts and everything else. So do you have anything else you want to say in closing? Uh, yeah, I just want to say you don't have to wait until uh, 2019 to come do something similar. Ghost is, is out that far, but there's going to be some really awesome events and just come on out. Don't, don't let those fears stand in your way. And if there's anything that you have questions about or need some help with, um, I just want to put it out there that I, you can contact me and I'll, if there's something I can do, I I would personally try and help you remove those barriers and get out because it's just amazing the type of self-growth that you can find when you do stuff like this that yeah. challenges you and kind of pushes your boundaries. Perfect. Yeah, exciting. Got a lot coming up. All right. 
Anything you got in closing, Adam? Uh, Matata. <laughs> Matata. All right. Thank you, guys, and uh, have a great day. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, have a good Mike. one. All right. See you later. Okay, bye. Thanks for listening to the BeastNet podcast, brought to you by the Beast OCR. Don't forget to subscribe and let us know what you think and what you'd like to hear. Like us? Great. Join us at Facebook or BeastOCR.com. And thank you.